snap. Option, Elliott. Touchdown. When you come to the Big D. Fakes to Elliott and they go deep downfield and getting open and making the catch at the 25-yard line and taking it all the way into the end zone is Tavon Austin. Touchdown, Cowboys. You get beat down. The pass is caught. Cooper off to the races for the touchdown. This is the Big D Beatdown. What do you say there, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Unbiased Podcast on America's Team. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and joining me today, we've got the the whole team back with us. Ken Cunningham and Ty Rogers, two of our analysts over at Pigskin Nuts, and a pair of lifelong Cowboy fans, and we are the Big D Beatdown. We are brought to you today by PigskinNut.com as well as PigskinNutRadio.com, the soon-to-be undisputed king of football radio. Whether you're in your car, taking a break from work, or just relaxing at the house, football fans, it is always better to be doing so while you're getting that football fix. We break down players on our pro football scouting show as well as tackle some of the most current and controversial topics on our football roundtable. We discuss some of the all-time greats on our show Wide Right and put out exclusive shows on some of your favorite NFL teams such as the Giants, the Eagles, the Browns, Broncos, Chiefs, and Steelers. And of course, your Dallas Cowboys. Make Pigskin Nut and Pigskin Nut Radio your ultimate source for football news and radio. Remember, guys, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. And with that, we are going to get started because I've been chomping at the bit to finish up this debate with Ty and Ken about who should be this team's head coach going into the 2020 season. I know we still have a season to play before that all goes down, but seeing as how Jason Garrett does not have a contract extension and Chris Richard did in fact, return to the Dallas Cowboys to run this defense. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of stones in place that could uh, that could see, you know, these two basically battling for that head coaching job moving forward. Uh, and, you know, we got into some very good points last time. I know Ken, you know, got a chance to kind of talk about Garrett and some of the things that he thought that that Garrett really brought to the table well. And, and Ty got an opportunity to talk about some of the the things that Chris Richard did really well. And you know what? Today I'm going to I'm going to swap it over to Ty and, and, and ask him to tell me a little bit about Jason Garrett. And, uh, you know, Ty, tell me this. What are some of the things that need to happen over the 2019 season? for Jason Garrett in order for him to get that contract extension? Well, you know, sometimes high expectations equal uh, a tough road to, to meet and exceed uh, the goals that you have uh, for any organization, uh, particularly this year with the Cowboys. Uh, NFL Live, the, the episode that happened here uh, on TV today, uh, Damian Woody was saying the Cowboys are the favorite to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Uh, there are a lot of people who feel that way, and uh, rightfully so. The Cowboys had uh, a, a tremendous year last year, particularly with uh, some of the adversity that they overcame, and ended up you know, losing to the eventual NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Um, and you know, with the additions that have been made in the offseason, and with the fact that, uh, according to everything that we hear coming out of OTAs, uh, you know, you're going to have a more wide open, more productive offense. 
Um, Jason Garrett is in a situation where one round deep, two rounds deep in the playoffs, I, I just don't see how that's going to be enough to to get an extension and to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys in 2020. Um, there are a lot of analysts who believe that his seat is one of the hottest in uh, you know pro football. And the reason being, like you mentioned, Austin, he didn't have an extension. And he could have had one signed here before the season. And the Cowboys decided that wasn't going to be the case. So I think that it's pretty clear that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones, who are ultimately going to make the decision about this, uh, expect that this is the year that Jason Garrett gets it all together, has everything that he wants in place, and that production should equal an NFC Championship appearance at the least. And most likely, I think, for him to hold the position, uh, at least an opportunity to go play in the Super Bowl. And even though those are high expectations, it may be unfair expectations um, because, you know, the NFL is a grind. It is a 16-game season. Uh, you know, with our, uh, you know, uh, pre-recording, we were just talking about uh, the NFL wanting to expand that season and how difficult that would be and how wrong, you know, we kind of feel about all that. Um, 16 games is a lot. And then having to fight through a playoff schedule to get to the Super Bowl, uh, there are a lot of things that can happen. But if his roster stays healthy and his, you know, uh, main guys stay in place and, and they produce like, we all expect them to. I see a hard time with people not thinking that a Super Bowl appearance is not what's warranted and, and anything below that being a, a disappointment. And um, we all know, uh, unfortunately, as Cowboys fans know over the last several years, that uh, when those expectations for the Cowboys are high, they don't normally you know, meet them. And that's uh, an unfortunate situation for Jason Garrett to be in. Uh, but I think he understands that that's where he sits right now. Yeah, and you know, uh, the, you hit the nail right on the head there, Ty. You know, this team has come off playoff appearances before, and they've come off years where they've had a playoff win before, and expectations have grown. And under Jason Garrett, those following seasons have usually not gone well. Now, now it hasn't always been under his control. You know, yes, Tony Romo going down with collarbone injuries or, or back injuries. You know, the, the, those haven't been, you know, very convenient for a team that's looking to, you know, compete for a Super Bowl. And Ezekiel Elliott's suspension and, you know, a Tyron Smith injury, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. You know, once again, you know, those are things that aren't necessarily in Jason Garrett's control. But but I agree with you 100%. The bottom line is wins. That's 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 what's going to get you that contract extension, Jason Garrett. You know, and it ain't going to be regular season wins. It's going to be playoff wins. We and and I personally think an NFC Championship game, and not only an NFC Championship appearance, but a competitive NFC Championship, you know, game, where we prove that hey, that we are right there, you know, on the cusp. Even if we don't win that game. You know, I, I think, you know, winning in the playoffs is 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 something that, you know, hey, that's what, what Jason Garrett's got to do. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm going to switch it over to you now, Ken. Uh, talk about Chris Richard. What do you need to see from Chris Richard? What do Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones need to see from Chris Richard to let them know that, hey, you know what? You're you, you're in good hands by making a change, by making what what could be a monumental change, going from 
a proven, you know, I wouldn't say a proven commodity, but certainly a comfortable commodity in Jason Garrett to a relative unknown in Chris Richard. What does Chris Richard got to do for you, Ken? Yeah, I mean, the ball is kind of in, you know, Chris Richard's court because, I mean, he's already so, so well valued around the league. I mean, we're talking about a guy that he went out and he had had coaching interviews already. The demand for him was there. He, he interviewed with the Bucks, the Jets, the Dolphins. I mean, I thought it was a done deal that he was going to be head coaching the the Dolphins for, for a little bit there. And Dallas was able to retain him. And, you know, we don't know how many coaches will get fired this offseason or the, how the demand will be for, you know, for Chris Richard next year. But – this Dallas Cowboys defense has a real chance. I mean, it was really good last year. It has a chance to be one of those defenses that you talk about being, you know, so many teams recently have been, you point at their offenses, you know, for winning, winning the championship. Like you don't, we, there hasn't been a team recently where you, you talk about that, that Ravens defense that, that won the Super Bowl or, you know, all those bears defenses that really carried the, the load. I mean, Christopher Shard has a opportunity to, to really elevate this defense to even another level that, you know, that it's, it's looked at, you know, like they are really carrying this football team. I mean, the, you know, the offense we're, we're anticipating them to come out a lot better this year, but we're looking at, you know, a defense that could hopefully set up the offense to, you know, man, go out there and give us 17 to 20 points. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do, we'll do the rest. But outside of that, like I said, Chris Rashard has already, you know, made a, an impression on the league through his time in Seattle, and he made a big impression on the league so far with his time in Dallas. That you know, his demand is 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 already out there, and you know, not for nothing. I mean, Dallas was able to retain Chris Rashard as the you know the secondary coach, or, you know, the passing game coordinator. Coordinator. I mean, this guy technically isn't even the defensive coordinator on this football team right now. So at the end of the season, something's going to give because this guy's either going to be a head coach somewhere or at the very least, somebody's going to hire this guy to be a defensive coordinator. Even if he doesn't get, you know, any of these, any of the head coaching jobs that are, that are available. So, you know, at the end of the season, it's going to Jerry Jones is going to have to make a decision because honestly, it's going to get to a point where either Chris Rashard's the head coach of the football team, or they're gonna they're gonna flat out lose them. So it, the really decision is gonna be it's it's all the everything is in Chris Rashard's court when it comes as long as he comes out and the defense plays like we expect it will play. Yeah, and let me before I get to one of the points that you hit on that I I I really agree with. Let me ask you this, Ken. Do you think there's a handshake agreement in place with Chris Richard? Because we did. We thought Miami was going to be the place. Heck, we were wondering why someone like Cincinnati, who took so long, you know, wasn't uh, had had already, you know, moved on from him. Is there a do, do you believe that there might be a handshake, you know, a handshake agreement in place that says, "Hey, bud, you know what? We want to see you continue to grow within our infrastructure, within our system, you know, into a head coaching job." It's not available for you this year, but that doesn't mean in the next year it won't be. Do, do you think that maybe th there could be something behind closed doors that's already been agreed upon? I mean, it's it's definitely possible, but I mean, Jerry Jones, man, he he works in mysterious ways. The ways he, the way he can he can retain people at a lower, you know, title than what they 
than what they really are. Like, you know, somebody like, I don't know, I don't know where the, the money figures are in all this or how this works because, you know, like you said, you keep Chris Richard, a guy who was almost a head coach, and you retain him to be a passing game coordinator. You look at a guy like Will McClay who could, you know, go be a general manager at, at a few football teams and he stays here to be, you know, you know, the head of, you know, player personnel or whatever his title is where, you know, he's making all these great moves and all these great draft picks, and, you know, Jerry and Steven are getting all the credit for this. So how Jerry's able to retain some of these guys, that kind of a, you know, their title not really speaking the real, you know, the real value that it has to the team is is, is pretty amazing. But the whole, you know, getting back to your point about the, you know, the handshake agreement, it's tough because if, if you're Chris Rashard, you have to know that this is a pretty damn good football team, and, a team that won a playoff game last year, and if they come back and they win the division and they win a playoff game or two, you know, if this team gets to the, I don't want to say one playoff win keeps, you know, keeps Garrett's job safe, but, you know, Cowboys get to the first conference conference championship game in in the first time in a very long time, which is very possible, and I'm, Chris Richard definitely knows that. I mean, it's hard to, it's it'd be hard, you know, for that handshake agreement to, you know, for Dallas to stay committed to that because of how loyal they have been to Garrett. I mean, I think it's more of they're telling Garrett, like, this is, you know, this is your last shot. If you prove it, you keep the job. But if you don't, somebody else is going to, uh, somebody else is, is, is going to slide in there. And, and I hate to stir the pot a little more, but, you know, the last time, you know, Dallas coach was there for a few years and, you know, a certain former quarterback who was their offensive coordinator, you know, really showed out for the offense, brought some steam. I'm not saying Kellen Moore is going to come out right out of the gates, but we saw how Jason Garrett got the job. And, well, you know, that's a that's a story for another day if this offense starts to explode. Gosh, guys, I love it when y'all mention names or situations that are going to help us go into the next segment because you, you mentioned Will McClay, you mentioned Kellen Moore, and, and guys – they're coming up right after our break. And before we go into that break, though, I do want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier, and that was him elevating this defense. And, guys, I really think that's what it's going to take for Chris Richard. You know, l- l- let's be honest, guys. Last year, the thing that he was most involved with was the secondary. And while Byron Jones finally lived up to that first-round talent in this system, you know, I wouldn't say Cheeto Awuzie necessarily had a great year. I wouldn't say hey, Xavier Woods, you know, we're expecting big things from him this year, but he wasn't overly impressive last year. Jeff Heath wasn't either. You know, uh, Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis both certainly had their moments, but you know, overall, you know, everything special that came out of that defense, you know, when you talk about Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, you know, Antoine Woods, Leighton Vanderesh, Jalen, I mean, guys, that, that a lot of that has to do with Rob Marinelli. You know, and and not only that, a lot of those guys we're talking about, secondary or front seven, were high draft picks. So, you know, how much credit do you give a guy like Chris Richard for some of their, you know, those guys taking that next step? I mean, let's be honest. Jalen Smith was ready to take the next step. I don't think it mattered who was, you know, was was calling plays, you know, or, or you know, who was new in the locker room. He was ready to take that next step. Jalen Smith was finally healthy. That brace was off, and it was time to 
to to show that why many people, including myself, thought that the Cowboys might have even been considering him with the fourth overall pick where they took Ezekiel Elliott had it not been for that knee injury. So that's what I want to see from Chris Richard if he's going to be this team's future head coach. I want to see you take Xavier Woods and Cheeto Bayouzie and Jordan Lewis and say, guys, hey, this is where we become the Cowboys version of the Legion of Boom. This is where we start, you know, creating turnovers. Because let's be honest, last year, Xavier Woods and Leighton Vanderesh tied for the team leading interceptions. They each had two. That's, you know, that's, 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 that's not getting it. You know, I, I know how good the defense was. There's a lot of area that we can improve to make us that much better. That's what I want to see from you, Chris Richard. I want interceptions. I want, you know, balls on the ground. I want, you know, I want to see this secondary step up and play to the level that the front seven did for a good portion of last year. And you know what? I think we, we that that's not asking too much. And with Chris Richard's background, that should be something for, you know, that, that, that should be in the cards for him. So that's really what I want to see there. Um, we are going to take a quick break here on the big D beatdown. When we come back, we are going to discuss some of the things that, you know, that are kind of knocks against Jason Garrett and Chris Richard, Moving forward, some of the things that some of the fans, you know, that we talked with have kind of expressed, you know, you know, concerns over. We will get to all that when we return here on the Big B Beatdown. And we are back, Cowboy fans. We are the Big D Beatdown. I'm your host, Austin Smith. We got the full roster with us today. Ty Rogers is back from Hawaii. Ken Cunningham is back from the Jersey Shore. And we are tackling the Jason Garrett versus Chris Richard debate for the 2020 football season as this team's head coach. And guys, you know, I, I did. After we did that first segment, I, I went out there, you know, on social media and, and you know, I, I, I polled a lot of Cowboy fans. I said, guys, hey, you know, who should be this team's coach and why? Give me one reason why and you know the thing that one of the most popular things that came up was emotion you know we got two guys completely on the opposite end of that spectrum you know you got old old smile and clap Garrett and you got you know Chris Richard who looks like he's getting ready to blow a freaking gasket you know on every third down snap so I mean you know you got you know something that the the cowboy fans criticized Jason Garrett about, you know, not being more emotional, not being more passionate, which, you know, I think that's, that's, that's a tough judgment. I mean, to say that Jason Garrett isn't passionate about this team and their success, you know, that I I think that's garbage, but I get, you know, the getting sick of seeing him over there smiling, clapping, you know, I certainly get that, you know, I'm going to take it back over to you. Um, take it back over to you, Ty, you know, would you like to see, you know, Jason Garrett have a little bit more emotion? I mean, would you like to see a guy that's got a little bit of that fiery passion that we see from a Chris Richard, or do you like to have an even keeled head coach like a Garrett? Well, you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, as you guys know, during my, my day hours, uh, I am, uh, you know, a high school football coach here in Texas. And, um, you know, it's amazing how, um, even at the high school level where you'll have parents, um, who certainly don't want you yelling at their kid, but they certainly want you yelling at all the other kids, um, because they want to feel like you have a fire, a passion, 
uh, for the game, and and uh, they want to see that demonstrated on Friday nights. I don't know that's the best coaching technique, uh, particularly with high school kids who don't know. Uh, but we're talking about professional athletes here, and uh, you know, Jason Garrett certainly has shown that he is able to maneuver with calm and reason under fire. On the other side of that, you wonder sometimes if that turns into a malaise in the organization and has kept them from taking the next step. Um, I know a lot of fans who certainly every time, uh, you know, a bad call is perceived or fourth and one, you know, whatever should have been run instead of pass, whatever it is. Um, that's the first thing they go to is, uh, well, look at Jason. He's just over there smiling and clapping. Like it doesn't matter to him. Um, you know, personally, I don't know that somebody, you know, blowing a gasket, looking like John Gruden with a red face uh, on every play is what I want uh, as a head coach for any organization, particularly the Dallas Cowboys. Um, however, I do understand the uh, frustration sometimes with the very robotic, very, um, you know, well-to-do, you know, matter-of-fact response to a lot of things that happen uh, during game time. Uh, I know that fans don't feel that that's the right uh, response a lot of times. Fans don't run the organization, and fans are not the ones who count. We have to look at how the players react. And the thing that you could say about Jason Garrett um, that is, I guess, the biggest negative maybe that, you know, you can – really get on about him is that he's had a roster full of talented players before, um, you know, maybe not as talented as the one that we're fixing to see here in this year. Uh, but even back with Ramon Witten um, and some of those teams, you've got guys who brought the Cowboys into the playoffs, gave them an opportunity to achieve. And when it came down to kind of the last second uh, where, you know, you think that intensity matters, you don't see it. And that was definitely something that people even criticized Tony Romo for uh, during his time here as a Cowboys quarterback, that he could be very nonchalant. And, you know, I remember many uh, instances where something happened and, you know, he happened to be smiling on the sidelines after a bad series or or after a loss and, and the criticism that he got. And that's a reflection of the coach. Now, whether that is a coach – being able to maneuver, you know, the slings and arrows of the NFL season or whether that's a negative, that is something that ultimately the players are going to decide by their actions and how they deal with things. Um, I personally don't think that in this modern day NFL uh, that the players that are playing for the Dallas Cowboys necessarily need somebody in their face all the time. But I'm not going to lie when I feel like every once in a while it could be warranted. And I don't know that that's the type of management style that Jason Garrett brings. On the other hand, there is a coach on the roster that does do that. And uh, I think that's why a lot of people uh, see him as somebody who would be a viable candidate for the position. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you know, it's it, there's kind of a catch-22 because l- let's be honest, we've seen – fiery coaches like Chris Richard before. I mean, Rex Ryan was a fiery coach. Guys like Jim Schwartz were a fiery coach. And you know, one thing about those teams, they weren't always the most disciplined. 
You know, when guys were out there, you know, hooping and hollering this, you know, just constantly putting their emotions out on their sleeves, you know, that's what you saw from the top down. That's what, it was a trickle down effect. You know, when you're the leader, you know, your actions are going to be reflected upon your team and, and they're going to mimic it. And so, you know, I'm not going to lie, you know, I, I, that, that makes it tough because Chris Richard, your emotions are going to become contagious with everybody else. And that's a good thing when things are going good, but when it's not going good, that's not necessarily a good thing. And I'll say this much as well. It can somewhat cause an issue when things go wrong, especially when it's you chewing rear ends on the offensive side of the ball. You're the head coach. You know, at the end of the day, you're the one responsible across the roster for execution and discipline, you know. And so, you know, when, 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 hey, when we over here believe in our offensive coordinator and his game plan and you're chewing our rears because we're not getting the job done and your defense is, you know, that kind of kind of backs the offensive players into a, you know, a corner. And we see things like the Denver Broncos a few years ago, you know, after that Super Bowl win where the defense was holding up their own, but the offense was just struggling to put any kind of success together. So, you know, that, that can, and, and that locker room split. And that turned into a mess. And now they're in a rebuilding process there in Denver. So, you know, I mean, that that's kind of the downside to it. Now, I will say this. The other thing I, I read a lot from people uh, on was, you know, that, you know, Chris Richard's got to prove it to us. He's got to show he's got a small sample size, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to direct this one back to you, Ken. You know, we do. We give Chris Richard a lot of credit for this defense, although, like I've I've said before, many players were ready to break out. And, you know, we do give him credit for some of the things that he did in Seattle. But let's be perfectly honest, guys. This guy didn't invent the wheel over there. There's been a number of good defensive coaches that had a lot to do with the Legion of Boom and that defensive system. It wasn't just Chris Richard. And I'll remind you of this, too. Gus Bradley was in charge of that defense. He went on to get a head coaching job from there. Dan Quinn took over the defense from there. He went on to get a head coaching job from there. Chris Richard took over that defense and eventually got fired. You know, that defense digressed in his three years in Seattle, you know, running things in Seattle. So, you know, as much as I love Richard and I, I, I love having him here, you know, let's let's not fall for fool's gold necessarily. This defense was ready to take a step forward. And the guy we've got, yes, there's a lot of things he brings to the table that we really enjoy. But, you know, hey, the history isn't as sparkly as you think it is. Ken. Do we need to see a bigger sample size from Chris Richard? I mean, is this something that you say, yeah, I'd be ready to hire him in a year as the head coach? Or you know what? I'd feel much better about doing it in three years or four years. My my thing with Chris Richard is, you know, and you make you make really great points about the Cowboys defense and how they were ready to take that next step. And, you know, we don't want to take any any uh any credit away from Rod Marinelli and what he did in the years leading up to Chris Richard coming. But let's just say that Chris Richard did give them that next, that next leap and, you know, give them that boost to get to the next level. Let's say that, you know, it, frankly, it was his idea to move Byron Jones to corner, whether he helped out to make Byron Jones a better player. He still had the, the idea of, you know, moving him back to that position where he really excelled at. But to me, my whole thing about, you know, coaching a defense and coaching a football team. And the difference between that is, I mean, when you're running a defense, you're, 
you're coaching them up, you're calling plays, and I've said it already. He's technically he is the you know the, the secondary coach, the, the the cornerback coach, the passing game coordinator, whatever his actual title is, and. Marinelli is the overall defensive coordinator that really, you know, controls the overall group. And, you know, so obviously Chris Richard has his role and it's, it's a very strong role. But I mean, Jason Garrett right now, he runs a football team. He gets 52 guys ready to play a game on Sunday. He organizes how they're going to run the practices, what they're going to do, the offseason, the offseason training, you know, you know, all that scheduling and, you know, getting all that organized together and you know he's running an entire he's running the Dallas Cowboys you know organization from from that standpoint it, it's a lot bigger role than you know calling calling the defensive plays or putting in your you know your 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 thoughts on certain scheme changes and stuff like that i mean the bigger picture is I don't think people realize that the role that Chris Richard is going to step into is a lot bigger than the role that he has right now. And people need to realize that is, is he ready for that role? I mean, not for nothing. It's one thing. And on another level, it's one thing to be a coach in the NFL. And then it's another thing to be the coach of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, we talked about it in the past and we talk about it today, Chris Richard, you know, his, you know, his aggressive nature compared to Jason Garrett. Now what's going to happen when, when you know Dallas loses a game pretty bad and they don't look great, you know how how does how does Chris Richard deal with you know that point that finger being pointed at him? Because when you're in Dallas, you're the center of the media, man. It's 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 a it's a huge market. And I know we talked about it before, so I don't want to get too in depth on that topic. But you know how does he handle that? How does he handle running an entire football team? How does he handle getting the blame for losses? I mean, right now his stock is through the roof and he is looking at like he changed this entire Dallas defense. And he is, you know, the greatest thing to happen to the Cowboys since freaking, you know, they drafted uh Troy Aikman, you know? So it, it's, there's, there is a lot, a lot to look at from, you know, just being a coach then to being a head coach and then to being a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, guys, uh, the, the, the final point that I got a lot from some of the fans when I did some polling and, and I want to take this one because, you know, I, I, I've kind of grown old on the term. Yes, man, you know, for a, after the year, years and years of hearing it. And you know what, guys, I, I'm, I'm kind of willing to, to defend Jason Garrett to a point on this because everybody said, oh, Jerry's just hiring a yes, man. You know, he a guy that's going to do what he says. And I'd like to counter that point. Yes, if Jerry Jones is the one calling the shots, being a yes man is not something you necessarily want when you're head coach. Because Jerry Jones, let's face it, he has not always made the most educated decisions when it comes to the football side of things. Guy can make money like anybody's business, but but I, 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 I'll say this much, you know, football sense aren't quite on par. But that's an uneducated answer for everybody that wants to throw out there that Jason Garrett you know, that that's a, a downside to Jason Garrett. He's a yes man because Jerry Jones, let, let's be honest, he is not calling the shots the way he used to here in Dallas. Will McClay and Steven Jones are tag teaming that process and they have done a heck of a job. You don't believe it? Look at the drafts that we've had year after year after year. Look at the off-season free agents, and and I get it. We haven't done a ton of big-name signing in the past, 
you know, since they've been the ones making the decisions. But look at the success stories. Look at the Antoine Woods, the Jeremy Mincy's, the George Selvies, the David Irvings. You know, the list goes on and on of 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 guys coming in, putting them in the right opportunity, and 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 letting them go from there. Guys, Stephen Jones and and Will McClay are doing an outstanding job with the way they've built this organization. So to that point, why wouldn't I want a yes man? Why wouldn't I want a guy who gets on the same page as a Stephen Jones and a Will McClay? And I get it. They don't have any super, they, 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 they haven't brought this team a super bowl. I get that, but they're doing a heck of a job. And this team has got a terrific young core. This team has got a, a very bright future, whether that includes the super bowl or not, that's still, you know, we're still determining that, but but the bottom line is, is if I've got a guy that's button heads with, with Will McClay and Jason Garrett, then we've got the wrong guy. You know, if you're giving me a yes man for Stephen Jones and, and Will McClay, then by all means, we've got somebody that's, you know, that's doing things the right way. Because at the end of the day, like I say, those two are doing an outstanding job. So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm done with the yes man as a negative you know, I'm done with that, you know, being a criticism for Jason Garrett, because like I say, if it were a yes man for Jerry Jones, that'd be one thing. But that's really not the case with these Dallas Cowboys anymore. Thanks to Stephen Jones and Will McClay. Now, we're going to close out the show. And 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 obviously, we've only got a few minutes uh, for each of you guys here. But we're going to close out the show with something that once again, you know, Ken brought up earlier, and that is Kellen Moore. And I'm gonna ask this. I'm gonna ask this to both of you guys, and I'm gonna start with you, Ty. Kellen Moore, obviously, there's a lot on his plate. Hey, he's got to get this offense, you know, to be something more than it's been just the ball control group. Hey, we love that, but we've got to start getting some of the fireworks, some of the creativity that the NFL that's just flourishing across the NFL right now. We've got to get some of that. We can't just be that one-dimensional, you know, run it up the middle, run it up the middle, play action pass team anymore. We've got to get a little bit of creativity in there to make that ball control offense that much more successful. So, first of all, it's not a given that Kellen Moore is going to succeed in that offensive coordinator role, but I think a lot of us in Dallas are excited about it. So let me ask you this, Ty. Who does Kellen Moore's success mean more to? Does it mean more towards Jason Garrett's career here? Does it say, hey, Jason's and Kellen getting together on the same page of an offense? You know, is you know, that's that's a great combination moving forward. Or does it help does it help Chris Richard's case where you say, wait a minute, you know, Jason Garrett technically is an offensive guy, and now Kellen's in here and he's doing his thing on offense. So maybe Jason Garrett's a little bit of expendable. You know, who does it help more, Ty? Does does Kellen Moore's success help Jason Garrett or Chris Richard's case to be head coach more? Well, I I can't separate Kellen Moore from Jason Garrett as far as production and uh, you know, being like I said a guy who works on the coaching staff, if your OC is having success and you're an offensive coach, then that credit is going to go to the offensive head coach. It's just the way that things roll. Um, the fact that that Jason Garrett decided in the offseason to part ways with Scott Linehan, who's a longtime friend, uh, who's a veteran NFL coordinator, 
And to bring in this young guy, uh, which, by the way, the trend in the NFL uh, when it comes to coordinators and head coaches are offensive, good-looking, young, white guys. Uh, Kellen Moore fits all that. And uh, he gets himself in a position uh, where he does do what we are hoping as Cowboy fans that he will do, which is open up the offense. They have success. They reach the next level. Um, I think that that certainly helps Jason Garrett more than does Chris Richard. Um, you know, the one thing that is a, another knock on Jason Garrett uh, is that really, if you look at his staff, he's not produced anybody other than one person on his staff who's on the defensive side uh, who has gone on to another team and been a coordinator or head coach. There's no Jason Garrett tree. Um, that would be the first. And in this day and age, it would also be what is hot and trending in the NFL. So I just don't see if Kellen Moore has a great year, how it helps Chris Richard's case. I see a lot of ways how it helps Jason Garrett's. What are you thinking there, Ken? Uh, you know, does Kellen Moore, does his success make Jason Garrett expendable or does it, does it, you know, prove that, Hey, we've got the right thing in place with Jason Garrett and now an offensive coordinator. And yes, obviously it would suck to lose Chris Richard down the road as your defensive coordinator. But what we've got with a combination of our head coach and offensive coordinator being on the page, same page is to, is too valuable to get rid of who does Kellen Moore's success help better? I think that his success would, would probably help Jason Garrett a little better because of, you know, if they, you know, the biggest, the biggest hit around this team has been, you know, their offensive, not their offense struggling. And, you know, they already know what they have in Garrett from a, a leadership standpoint and, you know, how he gets the team ready, how the team never quits on him, all those great qualities that we talk about. But the point, the finger was, you know, his offense, you know, was not producing like it should have been the last couple of years. So the point was the offense and the off and, and that blame was going towards him. If he can find himself an offense coordinator like Kellen Moore that elevates his offense to, to a higher level, closer to what it was in 2016 or even surpassing that it, you know, it kind of is a nice little package deal for those two. And I think they'd be okay losing Chris Richard, knowing that they do have a solid defense still, but I hinted at it earlier, you know, these guys don't care. I mean, we just saw, we just saw Cliff Kingsbury get a job, you know, with no NFL experience and all of a sudden boom. And you're really struggling, you know, as a head coach in college the last few years and got hired as a head coach. So we see how, you know, teams don't care if you're an offensive minded coach and you have offensive genius it's quick to get a job. So I think Kellen Moore blowing up is, you know, instead of helping out one of the other guys, I think the only thing he's really helping out is going to be himself. And that's, you know, it's early, but you know, it's, it's don't, don't think that after one year, Kellen Moore is not going to be looked at as around the league to be getting the head coach position either. If this offense can, can take a, a, a big jump. Yeah. You know, and, 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 very good points from both of you guys. And I want to go back to something Ty said real quick, and I want to elaborate on it because you're right. We haven't seen a Jason Garrett tree yet. We haven't seen that. However, I'll say this much. Maybe Kellen Moore is the first branch in that tree. I mean, he's he's played. He closed out his career as a backup here. We kept him simply because of of his knowledge of this system, you know, under Jason Garrett. And I know Linehan had some something to do with that. But the bottom line is maybe Kellen Moore is the first branch in that Jason Garrett tree. 
You know what, guys? Maybe the Jason Wittens and the Sean Lees and the Mark Columbos are also part of that Jason Garrett tree. And I don't need, you know, I'm still waiting on the day that Demarcus Lawrence finally, you know, shows up on this coaching staff. We know that he's he's done some consulting and he's done some some work with a lot of our defensive linemen and our offensive linemen to that matter. You know, so maybe. You know, we are starting to see a little bit of a Jason Garrett tree develop because of former players that have played under him that have learned a lot from him. And not only that, but excelled with their knowledge of the game. Like I say, Sean Lee, Jason Witten, Mark Colombo, you know, Demarcus Ware, you know, those kinds of guys. Maybe we are starting to see a Jason Garrett tree form and maybe Kellen Moore is the first branch off of that. So, you know, I, I think Kellen Moore's success could help with that. At the end of the day, guys, it's just the 2019 season is going to answer more than we can right now. At the end of the day, you know, we've got to see these things from Jason Garrett or Chris Richard, or we've got to see them come up short in their, you know, in their adventures. So, uh, you know, at you know, I, it's tough to to want to get rid of a guy like Jason Garrett, who's had some of the success that he's had. And for those of y'all who don't see this, you know, are, are, are oblivious to the success because of some of the shortcomings. Hey, we're 12 and five in his time against the Washington Redskins. We're 11 and six against the New York Giants, who have two Super Bowls during that time period, by the way. We are also, you know, 10 and eight against the Philadelphia Eagles. So Jason Garrett, you know, the, hey, there's success. He's got a 77 and 59 overall record, you know, good for a 57% winning percentage. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's going to be difficult to get rid of a guy like, like Jason Garrett, but you know, you know, that this league, like y'all both said, this league is trending towards young coaches who relate to their players. And that is exactly, you know, what Chris Richard is. And so this is going to be a very interesting 2019 campaign. And uh, and that's where we're going to get our answers, boys. That's where we're going to get our answers. And we're going to go ahead and wrap up right there. Uh, you know, be sure and join us next time when we start our position series leading up to training camp. We're going to go position by position, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, all the way through, you know, the roster to kind of give you a breakdown on what you to expect to see during training camp and in the preseason games, you know, from each position and who in the end we think is going to end up making this roster. Do they go long on the defensive line? Do they carry a 10th offensive lineman because there's that much? often talent at the offensive line position do we keep the extra tight end again or do we keep the extra receiver there's going to be a lot of questions about this roster leading up to training camp and we're going to do our best to answer them for you here on the big d beat down uh and you know what guys for all you that uh that like what you hear do not forget to uh to subscribe on a variety of platforms to the Big D Beatdown. It's available in the Apple and Google podcast stores, as well as on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Podbeam. Click this subscription button, and they'll notify you every time we put out an episode. Also, thank you to Pigskin Nut Radio, who is our... Our gracious host. Uh, and don't forget, Pigskin Nut Radio is the soon to be undisputed king of football radio, as well as pigskinnut.com, where you can find all our write ups on the Dallas Cowboys. Remember, Pigskin Nut is the football news that you've been missing. Thanks for joining us on the Big D Beatdown. For Ken Cunningham and Ty Rogers, I'm Austin Smith. Have a good one, Cowboy fans. <laughs>